0: Welcome to our episode of Every Woman's Story, a place where we celebrate that every woman has a story and a purpose. We want you to come as you are today and find your purpose in God's word as we celebrate every woman's story. And today I'm really excited to be here again with my co-host, Elisa Cortez-Bast. Hey, Elisa, how are you doing today? Doing okay, (laughs) I'm to be in. In. Yes. <laughs> glad to be here. And then our special guest this month is Whitney Putnam. And Whitney, you know that we focus here around kind of where we live out our purpose and which people do we live am- us alongside. So tell me a little bit, like, who are your people? And if you were saying like, as you live out your purpose, just in a snapshot, who are you?
1: So good. So my people, um, most closely to me are my family, my husband, and I am raising three amazing girls. And I love that God has given me that opportunity just for my heartbeat for women. I get to just pour into them all the time, which is really, really sweet. Um, and honestly we just moved. So like we had an amazing community in Kansas city. And so I'm kind of grieving that. That's where you're catching me in my snapshot right now, but we already got our feet in a local church and said, we want to dive in and find our people there. That's just um, the heartbeat of my family. And so we're excited to be able to build community. And honestly, my purpose goes a lot along with that. It's really just like, I just want to love God and I want to love people. And oftentimes I do that in my home, at my table, I'll feed you. It might be messy. It might be chaotic. It will be chaotic, um, but how do I get to be with people and love them well and see them and notice them and, um, kind of practice an unhurried love with them. So that's my, that's me in a snapshot. And I've had the joy of being at your table. And one
0: of the things I know about you, Whitney, is you love a good coffee and uh, you, your creamer, not like tons uh, it, mm-hmm. but the exact right creamer. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's just an impromptu introduction today. How do we each take our coffee?
1: Mm, that's a really great question. Mm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, yes, Naomi and I had had lots of cups of coffee and so have Elisa and I, and I am a, my coffee looks like a um, a muted brown after I pour my creamer in it. That's how I take my coffee <laughs> and I like all the sugar. I mean, Listen, I, um, yeah, I don't skimp on my creamer in
0: my coffee. Yeah, and it's good. It's yummy. You it serve me good. coffee.
1: And as long as so you good. like sweet, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, really, we may pretend we all don't like sweet, but I think <laughs> catch us at the right moment. We like sweet, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a formal um, person who would put like actual, like heavy cream if I could in my coffee, but I have been... trying to train myself to drink black coffee. I've been doing that for about a month. And actually what I've been putting in lately is Cajun spice um, Mm. and it's kind of cinnamon and chili pepper in my black coffee. And that gets me going. So Lisa coffee.
2: I don't know. I mean, I've also been trying to like limit it, but I like a little bit of heavy cream and I gotta say like, this is the time of the time of year you know I love adding things to my coffee and I drink it cold I drink it hot it doesn't matter to me so uh, for, but I will have to say Whitney um, I like just a little bit of cream to my coffee I like my coffee to be nice and strong so a little bit different there
1: mm-hmm. that's okay I can still love you even though yep. we have differences <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> across the coffee continuum absolutely which We all may have individual ways we take our coffee, which brings me to this idea of your individual story, Whitney. Mm -hmm. And what I'm super fascinated to know is a story that if we had to kind of say the essence of your purpose and your people, and it all rolled together into one, what would be a story that you, you can look back on? Maybe you've told a lot of people the story. Maybe this Mm. is the first time you've told anybody this story. Mm. I don't know. But what would be a story where you'd say, like, that is a story that just captures who Whitney Putnam is? What is her spark?
1: Yeah, I love that question. And honestly, it takes a lot of effort. Um, I don't know if any listeners will resonate with this. It takes a lot of effort for me to look back and to remember. Um, And so a lot of times I rely on people nearest to me back then to tell me some stories And um, it's interesting that this question came up because I was at a couple of weeks ago and she was saying to me, hey, remember how mom and dad, like they wanted us to take back all the letters that we had kept in their closet. And they're like, get rid of these. She was like, I'm finally looking through all of those like junk papers that they kept forever. And now we have them. She said, I was reading through Dozens and dozens of just papers and letters from you, Whitney, kept coming up in those piles. And she said, you know, before social media, before probably even, at least for me, the world hits people hard at different seasons, but at least for me, before the world had hit me hard, um, I would just write my sister letters. And she said, you would encourage me and you would tell me what you were learning about Jesus. And she just said over and over again, you were just writing me letters in college and beyond about those things. And I got to thinking about that once a week, I would write a letter to my Nana. Um, And I'm sure it was the same thing. I remember I would put a Bible verse on the outside. And honestly, if I think if you were just to like cut me open and I would bleed, I am just, I'm a cheerleader by nature. I just want to cheer as loud as I can for people. Um, And I. up until this point, I'm still just wild and in awe of God. And I want to keep learning about him and, and, and talking about it with other people. Um, so I think that little story, like I would just sit and write letters and I would be my sister's hype girl. And I would tell her what I was learning about Jesus. And that
0: that's me. That's me in a nutshell. I love it. It's fun. How a lot of times our our childhood, you know, and how we were then really is a lot of how we really are. So, yeah. Um, I'm just curious when you think about the Bible, God's story, and you think about your story, if there was a part of the Bible, it's like, hey, that captures me. That captures that letter writing, cheerleading, you know, encouraging person who's always learning
1: something. What What would that Bible
0: section be? Yeah
1: it's such an easy verse and it's, um, just an easy one kind of to tuck in your back pocket and to remember. And honestly, in such a loud divisive world that we're like living in right now, um, so good for us to remember that God says this and it's from Hebrews 10, 24. Um, it says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And, um, Yeah. I mean, I just like to keep that one in my back pocket. And, you know, the crux of it is, is it's easy, Naomi and Elisa, to be able to do that with like my sister. But how do I do that? Maybe with people that see differently than me or believe differently than me or whatever that is. Um, It's still God's commandment for us to go and motivate others toward love and good works. And so, yeah, that one, that's where I like tuck that one in my back pocket. I want to be seen and known for that. Um, I mess it up, but
0: I, for sure, that's a desire of my heart.
2: Awesome. I love that, Whitney. And as a as a um, sister of sisters, I love that for your family, too. Like, I just think about, like, the ways that I get to show up for my sisters, and it just makes my heart so happy. Um, so <laughs> this question is kind of a little, kind of unfold some of that in. Now, um, for those of you who are following along with us, if you're only listening by audio, um, one of the things that I appreciate so much about Whitney is her fabulous collection of headbands. Um, mm. I've never seen a girl accessorize so well um, and so brightly, it is really an outward expression of her inner being. Um, and so we just want to ask like, you know, when you're fully alive, when you think about what it means for you to be fully alive, like who's with you, what, I, what are you wearing? Like, what does it actually look like? Is there like a favorite piece of clothing, a favorite accessory, who's around you, what's happening?
1: Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> Um, I do want to say this. I love this question so much. And it comes from a deep place of shame. That's why I love it so much. Um, Because wearing clothes and accessorizing and all of that has actually become like a spiritual practice for me, which sounds bonkers. Nobody's writing books about that. Um, But for me, it's such a big part of my story because I spent years, just about a decade, determining how I would act, how I would look, how I fill in the blank based on other people's, especially um, other Christians, how they would view me. And so now from the headbands to nail to whatever, whatever it is, I want what I wear to reflect how I'm feeling on the inside. That's just me. It's become a spiritual practice. So I love this question. So I, um, I thought about it for a second and um, two things because I'm really bad at one answer, two things. Fully, fully alive, I am in a bathing suit with my best friends because, oh my gosh, like totally alive, listening, maybe like going boogie boarding, wearing just like a hat, whatever, sunscreen, of course. But then fully alive, we go back to the house, get changed, and go to a fancy fancy dinner. And I have a fabulous outfit on that's probably multicolored. That's like perfect everything. Best friends, beach,
2: dinner. Yeah, I have to, I have to ask a follow-up question. Um, Whitney, you said that it would also clothe in shame. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that? Like yeah, the question also evoke both feelings is interesting, and I just would love to hear more about
1: that. Yeah, so part of my story is, and this is unfortunate, and I want before I even say anything else, and I said this at the very beginning, my heart is for the local church and for Christendom to advance until kingdom come. Um, and unfortunately, because we're broken humans, um, we can get hurt by the local church as well. It can be a place of hurt and healing at the same time, and. Um, you know, I just experienced a lot of over, um, literally over what I would wear. It, people would talk about what I would wear, they would, um, have thoughts about it and someone would share it with me. And sometimes it just happened behind my back and it just basically did me in. And then I was really confused, like, should I care about what I look? Is that okay? Is that normal for a woman? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Again, nobody's writing books about that. Nobody's talking about it. How do women experience beauty within our own skin? of um, us are walking around with um, questions about confidence because we don't feel confident within our own bodies. That's a real, real thing. And so I, um, after a lot of really great counseling, I was stuck inside of my own brain, I re, I realized um, my unique wiring is that I actually love clothing, fun, design, all of that. Like that's part of my unique wiring and I had suppressed it for a really long time. Um, and so once I just said I'm done, pleasing other people and not God. That's a key question that I use a lot in my life. Am I pleasing God or pleasing others? It's kind of a good litmus test for me, um, is when I was able to kind of finally break free of that. And, and what I want to say around that too is, and it goes with the same coffee thing. My unique wiring is rainbow headbands. Someone else's unique wiring might be all black clothes and whatever, hoodies all day oh my gosh, so great. But let's find out our unique wiring and celebrate that um, in the kingdom of God, rather than causing shame.
0: I was, you know, I was thinking that exact thought, Whitney, as you were saying that, Like, I learned only recently that Elisa loves earrings and like really fabulous earrings and, you know, finding those. I, I'm just curious, Lisa. was there something that spurred you to that, you know, just being an earring lover?
2: Yeah it's um you know I'm so grateful for the language you gave it Whitney because part of it is just you know for for me especially you know um even just something as simple as accessorizing gives me a chance to be able to express who I am you know and being a latina you know being somebody who's just um I'm extroverted you know there's a part where it's like I think about yeah I I take care of those things yeah I pay attention to those things because you know they matter to me and they matter you know they matter to me when I when um when I'm encountering other people, you know, and I'm curious about what they have and like, why did you choose that? You know, what it, you know, this is so interesting. Why are you wearing that? And I feel like those are conversation points, you know, where I get to lean into someone else's story. You know, I love the headband you're wearing today. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is fabulous. But I want to know, where did you get it? You know, is this something new (laughs) from where you're living? You know, what what happened? Exactly. (laughs) So I I think about that as as um you know, as a means of just making space. And I think for women, just making space for somebody to have a completely different iteration, you know, of just, of, of how they show up and being able to say, you know, there's enough room at the table. And I celebrate that um, that you're the, the headband girl and and I'm not, I just, I can't the same way you can. And that's okay. Um, and just how do I make space for that? And then lean in and be curious and just, oh my gosh, tell me more about your story.
1: Why did you choose that? What's going on? like, I love that. Yeah. One thing too, that I want to make sure it just came to my brain as as this is maybe the best way for me to express language around it is for a long time. And I know I am not alone in this. And so I pray that this begins a freedom journey for listeners. Our bodies are not bad as women. Mm -hmm. I'm not a temptress. I'm not a seductress. Uh, My body is not a bad body. I do not need to feel shame over my body. And that, um, for a really long time. Um, And I think I'll continue to unpack that because that was a story that I was told for a really, really long time. Um, But I think it's important for us to see and be able to um, recognize that that's a lie. That's a lie. So,
0: yeah. You know, I have a kind of a similar one in terms of how I like to dress that is another, I think, lie that a lot of women are sold. And um, some of you know, I used to, the leader of a nonprofit that reached around 100,000 women and still am, but of a different nonprofit now. And one of the things I learned when I was involved with that was that women would, even if they were like crazy leaders and they were like leading entire regions of the state um, you know, for this nonprofit, that they would not call themselves leaders, that they would say, oh, I'm not a leader, I'm an influencer. And, um, and so, okay, so how I like to dress, I think my key word would be efficiency. And, um, you know, like I like literally will go to my favorite store and like that matches with that matches with that matches with that. And I'll choose like nine things that I know, no matter how many ways I iterate it, it's going to work. <laughs> and then I wear the same earrings every single day, pretty much. Cause they're like, they're two-toned. So they go with everything. Right. And, uh, although if they were giant diamonds, I guess that would be <laughs> bad either, but <laughs> probably not in my budget anyhow. Um, but like that's me, and yeah. part of what's me is because I serve as a CEO of a ministry, and I am just like thinking about that ministry pretty much all the time, and so I don't want to think about
1: my
0: box. Make it sure it's a nice box of all the different outfits, and then check it, and then move on with my day, and and for me that is that part of being able to go. It's okay to if I do that because right in this season. And for most of my life season, my priority has been, um, really kind of how I'm leading. And so, um, so I just think it's so interesting how, what we wear and what we move into freedom in wearing expresses so much of our story and, and to be able to celebrate the differences in that. So I love that. I, love that. I okay, Whitney, um, I, first of all, I just am really glad I know you. So I know a lot of your story. Um, this is kind of a little deeper question than, uh, you know, your childhood spark story and your favorite day and what you're wearing and doing story. But um, but I would really love to hear what I'd call your believe, belong. I, these Phases of like, hey. First of all, I believe that God does have a story for me, a purpose for me. And my internet connection's unstable. Are you guys, okay? Should I like turn off my video? Okay. And uh, so, I'd love to hear like, when did that happen for you? And then belonging, like we don't do this journey alone. Like your Hebrews ten twenty four verse that you brought up. You know, like who came alongside you when you're like, hey, I think there is actually a Whitney Putnam purpose, and I want to find the courage to live it out. And then um and then the become kind of when was a time when you're like, okay, either this is a line in a sand the sand and I'm not going there anymore, or this is an intersection on a road and I could go straight, but I know it's time to turn left. Um, just a time when you you took an a step of courage to become who God had made Whitney Putnam to be and live more into her story. So can you tell us a little bit
1: of it, maybe? how'd that come about in your life? Um, you know, when I, I think it's really two. I love those three below believe belong become because it's really, I see it as a pattern in my life. Like it wasn't a one-stop process. Like it wasn't a one-step thing. Like I've seen that pattern kind of happen continually as the Lord brings me into different seasons. Um, And so the one that I, I thought of that I wanted to share is, um, I, as a, as a student, when I was a student and in Western culture, so many of us spend time as students for a really long time, I was a really, really serious student, like come home from middle school and like do our homework. And like, I was very, very, um, firstborn and, um, and not serious, but kind of serious, you know? And, um, then I went to college and I, I, I see it now. I really tried to control a lot of my environment because it felt really chaotic to me being away from my family and all of that. And I was a believer at this time. I mean, I love Jesus. I am so grateful. I was raised in a home that they pointed me to Jesus. I went to, I went to just churches wherever it didn't matter. The denomination. I went to the church that was there, which I actually kind of love. And so I had a faith, but it was still kind of my parents' faith at this point in college. I'm in a chaotic environment. I start doing things within college to kind of calm the chaos, which were unhealthy things, but I didn't know what to do. So I actually ended up with an eating disorder in college because I could control what I was eating and how I was feeling about my body, back to bodies. And um, so I just got a little kind of crazy and mixed up in my head and I had this friend named Eli. And um, she noticed me, she was a second semester student. And she became a fast friend, but she was like, y'all, you're in the library a lot. Like, come on, like, come and live a little with me. So I started living a little with her and she started spending a little bit more time in the library with me, which is beautiful about friendships like that. And um, it was through Eli that I really, um, I got, I, I stepped into the ministry of young life. So here's kind of my um believe like i started realizing that god had a purpose for me outside of just um outside of just for me like whitney putnam like like god's word is just for me i started recognizing like man there's a middle school student over there that's sitting by themselves i can go be their friend that kid over there needs to know the word of god and so i started believing like man the word of God, not only is for me and God's love for me, but God's love for others. And so young life was really, really ultra important for that, for me. And Eli helped me so much with that. And then it was this community because I stepped into that. I then all of a sudden had this community of people that were on the same mission. Another key, important thing. We were going the same direction. I'm going to this high school. We're going to this middle school. We're going to go do a, we're bringing donuts over here. And so we're sharing ideas and we're living it out in community. And we're hanging out late nights together and having fun together and young life kind of served that community too. is just, um, so moving me from believe to like, God loves all these other people belonging in that community. And then really just becoming like, okay, this is, this is a lifestyle that I want to live. And quite honestly, that's a lifestyle that has shaped me up until today like yes god's love is for me and it's not just supposed to stay with me it's supposed to flow out of me into other people and honestly because i took that step with that community i i was gonna go i wanted to go work in la wear cute clothes the whole nine yards work in an advertising agency sit at the beach on the weekends And because I went on this journey with the Lord for this season, it just so happened that i getting a job for one of that communities within that community. And so, um, and that set me up for a decade later, serving in different communities. And so, you know, you just see God's hand in and throughout that all, it makes me think very, very different, different scenarios, but it makes me think of the Esther story of you never hear God in the story of esther but you see how god is working throughout the entire story um so yeah that's kind of my believe belong become
0: i love it and i love that it i mean what a cool name too for your friend eli you know yeah Yeah. i know that's that's pretty cool so you wrote a story for this month as well and it was on related to worth and shame and some looking into the Bible, and um, would love to hear a little bit more about just summarizing that. Like when you think about your story, this what we've been hearing today. Spark, favorite day, what you're wearing and doing, who you're with, kind of believe, belong, become. Um, as you approach the scripture and this particular scripture you wrote on, um, yeah, like how did that color what you what you read and from God's story. And maybe just summarize briefly what the article was well, about too. Because we'll, we'll point it people do really online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote about shame. And I think a lot of women can resonate with this. Um, I think I've had one-on-one conversations with both of you about this. Um, both Elisa and Naomi over coffees made differently. Um, you know, Like I said, at the beginning, and I'm very aware, like life hits us hard at different times. Um, Life hit me pretty hard um, about 10 years ago. And um, within that season, I just had some really harsh words spoken over me. And um, it just about sucker punched me in. And after doing a lot of research about the brain and how the brain impacts the body, Um, I realized that when I continued to dwell and meditate on what those sucker punch words did to me, it was literally creating new neurological pathways within my brain for me to actually want to believe that that's how, I mean, God created our brain, which is why he asks us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can be living sacrifices for him matters what our minds think. And I was beginning to think that those sucker punch words were bigger than what God said about me. And, um, and I I'm guessing that a lot of us have heard things from others about our identity or, um, have experienced it in different ways. Maybe we just tell ourselves a lie, whatever it is. Um, and so the piece is really largely about how, I am still overcoming, I think it is a daily thing to overcome what we tell ourselves in our minds. Um, and we really just keep coming back. This is why the power of God's word is so powerful because it reminds us who we are. And that verse, Hebrews 10, 24, just to tie it in a bow, Melissa, Naomi, um, I think that's one reason why I'm super hyper passionate about being a hype girl for women. Um, because I've known the pain that a lot of women have carried.
2: Thank you for that, Whitney. Um, So for our listeners who are following along, um, Whitney, we would just love to invite you to read that verse, um, Hebrews 10, 24, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read it as a practice. Um, Sometimes we hear things differently from different voices, and then Naomi's going to close with that um, scripture as well. So um, Whitney, thank you so much for being with us. Can you lead out uh, with Hebrews 10, please?
1: Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Hebrews 10, 24.
2: Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Hebrews 10, 24.
0: Hmm as we get ready to go today back into our everyday walking, working, working out, parenting, wifing, grandmothering, whatever we're doing, let's take these words one more time. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So uh, listener and Whitney and Alisa, it's been so fun to be together today and I just want to close with this encouragement that every one of us has a story and whether that all of our stories have both pain and promise and uh, and as we continue gathering together we can really celebrate those stories and learn from God's word and our own stories told transparently like Whitney you've done so beautifully thank you and we just want you all to to go forth and know your story really matters living it really matters and growing it really matters And we're with you and for you. And we want to encourage you also to keep opening up the Bible and seeing how God can speak to you through it. All right. Have a great time. We'll be seeing you next time. Bye, everybody.